If you're running a business or have a significant role in one, you have problems and little fires that come up every single day. How you deal with them determines how successful your business is currently and how much it could grow. This podcast combines NLP with tactical solutions to help you solve those problems and accelerate your growth. Hi, I'm Kaylin Ellsbury, and I've been coaching entrepreneurs and executives for years. And when I discovered NLP, my entire world changed. I've grown up my entire life living inside hospitals, battling cystic fibrosis, and now I'm speaking all over the world and helping transform corporations from some of the very tactics you will learn here. Things like preventing burnout, improving productivity, increasing sales, and sharing the systems and processes to create a life where you are consistently a high performer. Welcome to Shark School. Hey, Sharks. Welcome to today's show. It's going to be a doozy. Today, I am introducing you to one of my all-time favorite entrepreneurs, Travis Luther. Let me explain a little bit about Travis Luther. We met in Denver, Colorado, and he actually has his own podcast. Y'all need to go listen to it. It's hilarious and tactical, and it's called, in case you're curious, it is called Travis Luther, Travis Luther, the podcast hosted by Travis Luther. (laughs) Are you going to feel for his personality yet? Anywho, he's the CEO of Queen Anne Pillow Company, which I have to admit um, is personally why I've been sleeping better at night. Like this isn't even an ad. I'm just telling you straight up. I love the pillows. I think I have what's called the Duke version and it's my all-time fave. My fiance has it. We even have one for Chanel. Don't judge, but our three pound dog needs a nice luxury pillow. So there you go. And if one company isn't amazing enough, he's also the CEO of a company called Lawfather, which is a digital media agency for trial lawyers. So things like SEO, PPC, online marketing. He's also a comedian. And every time I chat with him, I just freaking can't stop laughing. So I'm gonna put his links in the show notes for all of you. He is absolutely somebody you need to know and connect with, especially if you are like me and you tend to wake up coughing for those of you who have cystic fibrosis and you're like, oh, I cough all night. what we sleep on is really important. So keep that in mind. And then also, if you're looking for any digital media services, I, I highly recommend Travis and the team. So Travis today wants to know, how do you close the gap between thought and action? And this entire podcast is not only going to be delivered to help you understand where there is a gap and why there's a gap, but towards the end, in true shark school fashion, we're actually going to coach you through discovering the answers within yourself for that gap and how to never have that gap again. So we all know that inaction on any idea, especially if it's a good idea, can be crippling for your business. Think about your top producing sales rep. What if they stopped acting? What if they stopped chasing leads or farming the leads that they received, right? As a CEO, if you've got an idea on how to take your company to the next level, whether that's new product lines, whether that's deepening the services that you currently offer within a product suite, whether that's a merger or an acquisition, If you have these ideas and you know they could potentially work or you see a possibility for it working and you're not acting on it, that's crippling. Or better yet, let's talk about what a lot of entrepreneurs are really struggling with right now. Do I write the book? Do I launch the podcast? Do I put my thoughts out there? Do I grow my social media accounts? If you have these ideas on how to further your brand and you're not doing it, it can be crippling for your business. So this podcast right here is going to close that gap. Now, the premise of the show is that I don't get into too much detail. I just take your questions, whether you email Lisa or you reach out to me personally online. I don't ask a lot of details. You send me the question 
If there's a couple extra things I need to know in order to answer it, I'll do it. But for the most part, all systems and processes created by most humans are the exact same systems and processes. So the ideas that I'm going to share with you today will absolutely work for you. It'll work for Travis. It works for me. And I'm going to show you some tactical case studies on why that is. Now, even more interesting, I have no idea, even though I know Travis personally, I have no idea what his situation is. So by the end of this episode, he's going to have some real tactical solutions he can take back to solve the gap between his idea and his action state. And I want to begin by just sharing that there are no unresourceful people, just unresourceful attitudes, or as Tony Robbins shares, states, okay? So what that basically means is that there's nothing out there that could make somebody become unresourceful, that could make somebody not be able to solve their problems. What there is, though, are emotional patterns that make you not act in the interest towards your desired outcome. So when Travis says there's a gap between thought and action, I first have to question if there's always a gap. And there isn't. Again, for no person, we mentioned this in a podcast earlier, for no person is anything an always or an absolute. Now, the sun will always rise tomorrow, right? Like that's a human assumption. We don't necessarily know if it's true, but if it's been doing it for as long as it's been doing it, there's a pretty high chance it's going to always rise. Humans always breathe. You see how that one's got a little bit different of a feeling to it? Humans must always breathe because if they don't, then they die and therefore they're rendered not human. Unless, of course, you believe that in death you are still human. Very interesting philosophical question there. You can take that out on your own time. However, that's the point is there is no necessarily always when it comes to human behavior. So if he says there's always a gap between thought and action, no. He's just in a state where he can't see how to close that gap. And I mean, I know this guy, like he's built multiple companies with over a million in revenue. There's only an occasional gap between thought and action, and he just can't navigate it yet. So when you're stuck, it's simply because you aren't channeling the resourceful state or the resourceful emotion you need to get unstuck. And since I'm not on the phone with him, I'm going to give him examples. And you guys can glean from this estate or attitude that works best for you and just report back on how well it works. So for those of you where this is ridiculously tough, just stay tuned to the end of the show. Uh, in true Shark School fashion, I will always give you an additional percentage off in case you want to do a one-on-one -on -one consult with me and understand your strategies at a much deeper level. So this was formulated in Plans and the Structure of Behavior, which was published in 1960 by George Miller, Eugene Galanter, and Carl Pribben. The acronym that they created that best describes what we're going to be doing today is called TOTE. So tote, it's like the basic bitch version of totes without the S. And before you all hate on basic bitches, just know I am wearing my Lululemons and drinking a pumpkin spice as I record this, okay? Thanks. Tote stands for test, operate, test, exit. Test, operate, test, exit. Say it with me, test, operate, test, exit. For those of you driving in your car right now, you look ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be another one of those episodes. So basically you wanna think of the desired state of your resourcefulness. So in what attitude are you most resourceful? And who do you need to be to take your thought to action? See, it's not necessarily what actions you need to take. It's who do you need to be to get the desired outcome you want? So I need you to ask yourself two questions. Number one, what are you looking for? And what do you want? And then actually start looking or operating. This is the O in tote. Access and gather the data. So O is, does it meet the criteria? The T stands for test, meaning is it right? 
evaluate the data by the options, test it. And then the E, which is exit. So find another strategy or prioritize what you discover. So if you find it, move on. If you don't find your answer, start over. Tote. Test, operate, test, exit. Now, most of you are lost and you're probably getting ready to tune me out. And that's cool, but don't. Because anytime you have such a high resistance to something, it means you really want to learn something. And you're just mentally freaking out that you won't be able to or that fear is preventing you from the breakthrough. Bear with me. It gets easier. Sometimes when you explain stuff, especially in the world of something called neuro-linguistic programming, it gets a little wordy and it gets kind of tough to follow. But towards the end, in true style of the show, towards the end, as I start to give you more examples, it'll all piece together. So I'm explaining the theory behind it now and the system, and we're going to get in just a minute or two the actual tactical, concrete examples, analogies, and metaphors that you can then apply to your life, okay? So... Keep this in mind. Now we're going on to the next part. What we need to do is when you have a thought that is not leading you to an action, we need to design a strategy that makes you act. Just like in your business, you have systems, processes, and you follow up on those systems and processes to lead you to the desired outcome, which is probably more revenue, okay? More revenue, increased profitability, decreased expenses. When it comes to your mind, you need a strategy that helps you become the more productive, the higher producing the higher performing, whatever that you want to be, the better husband, father, mother, wife, all of that. So if there's something that's not serving you, it's because you've created a system and a process or a strategy that stops serving you. So the goal in this, when you have a thought to an action, we just need to find that strategy. So if you don't know how, what you need to do is you need to model an implementer. So Walt Disney, for example, he was the one with all the ideas. Roy was the one who actually got shit done. So if you're in a situation where you think that you're acting like a Walt, you either need to find a Roy or become a Roy to get whatever you need done. Now, assuming you don't actually need a Roy because, Travis, by building two highly successful companies in different industries, you can actually implement or you know how to implement by hiring to accomplish whatever task that it was that you wrote the show about. So I'm going to leverage this show to show you how you can personally take a task and knock it off your list. So we're going to get rid of the fact that you need to hire to get something done. That's not the point. I'm thinking this is something more internal for you and something you've been putting off that you don't want to put off anymore. Okay, so that's an assumption. Now, there is an entire show on time management and productivity. So in case I'm completely off base, go back through the episodes and look for the time management hacks because this will help you actually structure your day so you can get it done, assuming you know the steps. If you don't know the steps and there's no resourceful states for you to access the steps on your subconscious, that's what this rest of this is about. So the entire show on time management productivity to check out after this, it goes with this show like peanut butter and jelly, coffee and creamer, Chanel and every squeaky toy she's ever seen. And when I have a project, I know there are four emotional states I need to go through. Four. That's my personal strategy. For most people, it's two to four. Um, for me, it's four to actually get off my ass and get it done. So let's, let's pick any real life situation that I go forward, uh, or that I go through. I'm going to pick creating this podcast. I have debated this for like what, three years now. I even almost did it, um, before, but then I, I chickened out. There's been so many situations. I've read all the freaking books. Thanks, John Lee Dumas. You write some killer copy. Um, it's something I've always wanted to do, but I think about creating a podcast and I get overwhelmed. Now, most humans, they try to avoid that overwhelmed feeling, so they squish it somewhere deep inside so they don't have to actually act. And then occasionally it'll wear up and they'll wonder why they don't get things done. 
So overwhelm is a very powerful human emotion, resource, or state, however you want to consider it, that actually squelches all action. So to get me in a state from overwhelm to creating the podcast, I need a bridge in my strategy. So from overwhelm, I create an energy called resourceful. And I start to think of a time when I made countless lists and I mind maps to get something done. So that's a very powerful state for me, an emotion for me. When I am feeling most resourceful, I usually have my whiteboard, a pink marker, and I create lists of hundreds of options. And then I try to link them all together. Okay. That's just something that's always worked for me. I love the strategy. I love the whiteboard. I love the, what are they called? Um, it's not list builder, bubble charts. I love creating bubble charts. That's, that's my jam. So if I'm in a place of overwhelm, I need to be in a place of absolute resourcefulness. I need to get my whiteboard. I need to list out a thousand ideas. I need to really see how they come together in the bigger picture and the outcome of what I desired. Now, I'm not going to go from overwhelm to rethinking about the experience that made me resourceful and then suddenly act. Like, that doesn't work for me. Resourceful is part of the action, but it's not what I need to be totally motivated to get what I need to get done. So I move from the state of overwhelm to resourceful, and now I have to take another state. And this other emotion that I go through is called curiosity. When I'm most resourceful and I've created a mind map of all the things I want to get done, the bubble chart and the flow chart, flow chart, that's the word, flow chart, and I start to see how the systems and the processes and the patterns work together, then I get curious. What do I need to know that I'm not seeing? What would happen if I did act on something? What would happen if I didn't act on something? What could I do to just test and see if that something actually works? I get really curious. And that state of curiosity moves me towards action. Curiosity is a powerful state for people. For most people, it will move you closer to the desired state or the outcome, which is action. See, if I'm overwhelmed and then I start just bulleting things out, at some point, at some point on my flowchart, I'll get insanely curious on which one works and which one doesn't. And when you have curiosity, you act. So when I decided to finally sit down with this podcast, I thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be so overwhelming. I don't know anything about podcasting other than what I've read. I'm going to read all the books I can do. And then it gets overwhelming because what mic, what headphone, what setup, do I need to redo the entire office? How do I get a website? How do I build a custom domain? All the crap that goes into giving you a good hour commute. I was just, it was too overwhelming. So it was literally last Saturday morning, I sat down with my fiance and I was like, I think I do really want this podcast. I just don't know what to do. And I started listing out a hundred different possibilities I could take this with. Would this be a question answer? Would this be an interview? What would happen if it did really well? What would happen if it didn't do well? And I started really thinking about like, hmm, if this worked, what would I have a year from now with consistent action that I don't have today? And the result to me that that state of curiosity led me to think I could have a bigger impact on humanity, get this message out there, help companies. And typically the types of people who listen to this are very much into helping the communities that they serve and they need the additional revenue, the higher productivity, the increasing sales rates to give back to causes that are important to them. See, it's not necessarily about the money. It's about the ability to impact more lives. And when I had that curiosity on if the podcast could be a vehicle for that, it was about a 0.0003 second decision 
And I went to Best Buy, I bought a blue mic, and here I am. It was just an instant action. So curiosity fired off that action state for me. And every morning now, I'm up to, I think, 10 episodes in one week. Every single morning when I wake up, the night before I write my show notes, and then in the next morning I record. And every single morning I take an attitude of, I wonder what would happen if I recorded today. One of the things on the list, just one. And I can't not act at that point. So it's not how do you go from a thought to implementation. It's how many emotions must you experience to create your desired outcome. For a client of mine, he starts with an idea. And then he moves to frustration because this is an athlete, hardcore athlete. And he gets energy from being frustrated and angry, right? Cute underdog syndrome. From there, he gets really competitive. He's either competing about something uh, external or he's competing about himself or he's competing against an actual competitor. Now, here's the trick. You don't actually tell the person you're competing with them, but you take that fire and that energy in your soul and you just crush it in your mind to where you will not be the underdog anymore. See, most people think that frustration and heavy competition are negative, but in this situation, it is serving him because he goes from an idea to being really pissed off that he can't figure it out and then thinking that he's worthless. And then from that worthlessness comes where he gets a lot of energy, which is underdog syndrome, to competitive, I'm going to beat myself. I'm going to beat the competitor. I'm going to beat whatever I need to beat in order to come up on top. And when he gets that level of competition going, he acts. It breaks him. And that's where action comes. So his emotions aren't negative because they work for him. So if when you're doing this, you, you start to think about what your emotions are, you really don't shy away from negative choices because some of them can actually get you towards the emotions. So remember, towards emotions move you towards something else. Usually they tend to be more positive connotations, not necessarily always. And away emotions move you away from something. So to go from frustration to competition, that would be a towards emotion. But to go from creating an idea to absolute frustration, that's an away because it needs to move away from the idea into a state of frustration. So when I think of overwhelm, I personally want to move towards resourceful. It's a more motivating state for me personally. And resourceful, by the way, could mean something entirely different to you, and that's okay. So when my client starts with frustration, he's moving away from that into anger. And from anger, he can move towards competition. Can you understand how this start to sync together? So I know some of you must be thinking, well, how do I know what my emotions are? Cool. We're all thinking that. It's okay. I got you, boo-boo. The easiest way to find your strategy for action is to think of a time where you specifically acted in the way you want to act and go through step-by-step step what you actually did to pull yourself out of it. See, most people, again, it takes three to four states or three to four emotions, three to four resourceful patterns to get you from a place of I have a thought to I'm acting on that thought. Okay, Travis, stop driving, stop doing whatever you're doing. We're going to get real with this exercise. And all of you listening can play along too. Warning, got to give the little disclaimer. As always, sometimes I use hypnotic language patterns. So if you're driving, please stop. If you're operating heavy machinery, stop that also. <laughs> Leave all prior knowledge in your brain and don't necessarily worry too much about how it works. I really want you to go into your brain and think of these questions logically from a state that's empowering for you. I don't want you to think about how it works or if it's working as it works. I just need you to suspend all beliefs Concentrate on your breathing. 
and concentrate on finding your own solutions within yourself. See, what comes out of most sessions is different for everyone, since we all see the world differently. And from there, we can take a curious approach and we can find the strategy that works best for you. So first off, Travis, or dedicated track school listener, I want you to think of a time when you were completely and totally motivated. You had an idea that you implemented. Now think of a specific time. Now go back to that time now, hear what you heard, feel what you felt, see what you saw. You got it? Can you name that feeling? What was that emotion or energy? Don't worry about it being right or wrong or what you should say or what you think you should say. Just own it. Own what word comes to you and whatever that means, then it comes to you. Just sit with it. Now, once you have that feeling, I want you to consider what did you do next? When you had an idea that you actually implemented, what was the very next thing you did? Think of that specific time. Now go back to that time now, the second time when you started to act. Hear what you heard, feel what you felt, see what you saw. You got it? Can you put a name to that feeling? See, we're not trying to get you to go from an idea to immediate action. We're just simply bridging the gap. Chances are you got a little bit closer to the desired outcome of actually acting on an idea you had just now. And you're only two steps in, so I need you to think of the very next thing you did. And that next thing that led you closer to the desired outcome. I want you to go back to that time now when you had an idea that you specifically implemented and think of a specific time. Hear what you heard, see what you saw, Feel what you felt. Can you name that feeling? So you should be on your third emotion right now. As you go through and you really find your system and process for how you take an idea and you start to implement it. And it can be any idea. It can be something as simple as playing with your children. What made you decide to go from work to home? Specifically, to start on actually driving home to spend time with your family? What were the emotions that led you to that? So now we're gonna end with the fourth one. And the fourth one is actually action. When you took that action, I want you to think of a time when you were completely and totally in activation mode. You had an idea, you started to think through it, and then you in a split second decided it was time to act. Think of a specific time. Now go back to that time now, hear what you heard, feel what you felt and see what you saw. Do you got it? Can you name that feeling? Put an energy to that feeling and what was that emotion or energy? Don't worry about it being right or wrong or what the word that comes to you mean, just own that word. Real quick, do you guys smell like popcorn or anything else? That's just me. Okay, so that's actually a break state. So I'm just trying to get you to stop thinking about this for about two seconds. Because if you're in the zone right now, 
You're really doing the work and I'm proud of you for that. For those of you tuning this out, cool. Just know that next time you're stuck, this is a resource for you. So what probably happened is you were able to think of two to four very specific times when you had a thought that you moved towards action. That was your strategy. Everybody has a different strategy and that's okay. There's no right or wrong. Notice I didn't ask you what your strategy was because it's very personal to you. You know, mine's from overwhelmed to resourceful to curious to I'm fucking doing this, bitch. What's yours? So that exercise, if you need to listen to it again and again and again, please do. This is why there's not a lot of show notes. Because <laughs> I, I can't imagine you just reading this and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. It doesn't work like that. So go back to a specific time and elicit your own strategy. And remember, you already know how to create the results that you want. You've got this. Most of you have had a lot of serious accomplishments in your life. You wouldn't be listening to this show if you didn't. You already know the strategies you take to get there. You just might not have been aware of them. You got this. So two quick things we're going to leave you with. If this is valuable for you, please, please, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite streaming service. We're on, I think, 11 of them, so you can't not find us. That's how we grow. That's how we help others find us. And number two, if you're listening and feel that you want to own your states and emotions more to lead you to higher productivity, improve performance, and get out of being in stuck states, seriously, contact Lisa. She's a she's the bomb. PR, public relations, PR at misskaylin.com, M-I-S-S-K-L-Y-N.com, PR at misskaylin.com. And Lisa's going to set you up with a call with me where we can do a personal session with you or any members of your team to focus on the tasks that create higher performance. And as a show listener, just mention this podcast. We'll take an additional 25% off any package or single session just to get you started. All right. That's it for today, Sharks. Get out there. Go do some shark shit. Own it.